Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink or what you will wear, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much, much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labour or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendour was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you? You have little faith. So do not worry saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. The words of Jesus Christ, our Saviour. Powerful, challenging, and just as appropriate in today's culture as it was that first day when Jesus spoke them. In our culture that has increasing levels of anxiety, of panic attacks, of nervous breakdowns, how can we live worry-free lives? Today, we continue looking in our series at Jesus' words of the Sermon on the Mount. Really? The words of Jesus. Was he really serious when he said these things? Does he really want us to live like that? How are we going to do it? I'm not sure that Jesus is really saying that we have to live completely worry-free lives. There are, of course, situations and circumstances that we face day by day that cause us great concern, illness, relational difficulties, money problems, work struggles. Of course, these things are challenging and occupy our thoughts and our mind. But Jesus' message is about trusting in a loving Heavenly Father. 
I reckon if any of us sat down and had a real heart-to-heart with one or two people sitting here this morning, we would find out two things. One, that there's a lot of stuff to be thankful for and a lot of stuff to rejoice about. And two, that life is complicated and complex, that we have all sorts of challenging situations, sometimes full-on, sometimes painfully hard situations in our lives. We always seem to have stuff going on, don't we? in our own lives and in the lives of those we love. I don't know if you are part of a life group. Carlos and I led our life group for about six years, and we've been part of that same life group for the last two years. And whenever we get together, and whenever we share life with one another, and we just talk about what's going on, oh my goodness, there is a lot of stuff going on in a little group of people. And the Bible recognises the struggle that we find in life. One verse in John 16, 33 says, In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So as we look at this topic of worry and anxiety, what does Jesus want to say to us this morning? Webster defines worry and anxiety as a painful or apprehensive uneasiness of mind, usually over an anticipated or impending situation, or a strong, fearful concern. You see, worry is a killjoy and a source of stress. Many of us tend to expect the worst in life, and this current time has been called the age of anxiety. Goodness me, that's what it's come to the age of anxiety. There are worries that everybody on the planet worries about, and then there are worries that are particular to us. Worry is assuming responsibility that God never intended for me to have. It's playing God. It's trying to control the uncontrollable. There's a guy called Dr. Walter Cabot, and he's done loads of research and studies on your and my worries. And he has discovered this. 40% of our worries never happen. 30% of our worries concern the past. And so we can't do anything about them. They can't be changed. It's happened. 12% of our worries are needless worries about our health. 10% of our worries are not very significant, petty concerns. And only 8% of our worries are really legitimate problems that will have to be faced. Goodness me, we waste a lot of time worrying. Worry is worthless. It cannot change the past or the future. It only messes us up. It is an incredible waste of energy. It is stewing without doing. It is a waste of creativity. This guy, George Muller, says, the beginning of worry is the end of faith. And the beginning of true faith is the end of worry. I love this quote by Charles Swindle. He says, worry pulls tomorrow's clouds over today's sunshine. So true, isn't it? Worry is wasting today's time to clutter up tomorrow's opportunity with yesterday's troubles. Worry does nothing of benefit for our lives. And in fact, it is detrimental to our lives. Worry steals our joy, steals our contentment, steals our confidence, and steals our ability 
to trust in God. So a question for you and I this morning. Do we really trust God when life gets anxious? I tell you, in preparing this, there was a lot of challenges in my life. (laughs) Because we all know that these words of Jesus are true and are good. We're not always quite sure how to put them into practice, but it makes sense not to worry. And we all know what happens physically and emotionally when that worry hits a peak in our lives. It literally takes over everything, doesn't it? It consumes us. It it takes hold of every human relationship we have. It keeps us from concentrating on tasks. It robs our sleep. It creeps into our mind at all times. It puts a stranglehold on our life. And worry often means that our devotion to God begins to decline because we're so consumed with it. We doubt We begin to doubt God's faithfulness. We begin to doubt God's promises. And sometimes we even begin to doubt his love. So what do we do with our worries? Our burdens must be completely gotten rid of by a decisive act in which they are cast upon the Lord and surrendered to him and They cease to be carried by us. Psalm 55 verse 22 says, Cast your burden or your worries on the Lord and he will sustain you. He sustains us. It's not necessarily taking away all the problems and all the burdens. He might not even lighten the load, but he strengthens our back. He strengthens our back. Peter quotes this verse and he says to cast all our cares on God for he cares for us. Literally meaning to throw every care and every concern at the foot of your heavenly father because he is always ready to receive them. So there's no promise in these words of being released from difficulties. The comfort comes in knowing who is concerned about us. God himself is concerned today about you and about me. Our part is letting go, letting him be in control of our lives, refusing to be weighed down by our burdens because they will get us down, they will distract us, they will disturb our peace. It's a choice we can make not based on positive thinking that we hear so much about in our culture today. Believing in myself, no, it's not based on that. And it's not based on sticking my hand, my head in the sand, pretending that there aren't really any problems, so that will make it better. No, it's not pretending there's no problem. It's based on who the Lord God Almighty is, a heavenly Father who loves you and me. You see, worry endangers our character, undermines our experience of God and damages our testimony to the world. The trouble is, we insist on carrying our cares and worries on our own shoulders instead of laying them on another. The real root of the problem is that, of course, we want to run our own lives, don't we? In today's particular passage on worry, 
Jesus is specifically talking about the concerns and the worries of practical provisions for daily life. Our food, our drink, our clothes, everything necessary for life and well-being. And the book of Proverbs gives us this right perspective on that subject. Proverbs 30, 8 and 9 says, Lord, give me neither poverty nor riches. Give me just enough to satisfy my needs. For if I grow rich, I may deny you and say, who is the Lord? And if I am too poor, I may steal and thus insult God's holy name. Again, this prayer doesn't imply that we'll have all we want, but that we will have all that we need. And of course, when we worry about things, don't they get bigger and bigger and bigger? Don't things just get out of perspective when we spend time going over and over in our minds the difficulties we face? And the Bible says in Philippians 4, 6 and 7, don't worry about anything. Now, if there's not a challenging verse in the Bible, I reckon this is one of the top. Don't worry about anything. Instead, and that's the key, instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So let us be a people of St. Saviours, followers of Jesus who turn our worries into prayer. Some of us are like natural-born worriers, we feel. We worry about everything. We find a problem in every solution. There's worry all the time. We look at the negative, at the bad. But scientists believe and researchers believe that we're not actually born with worry. We learn to worry. We practice worry and we get really good at it. And if they are right, if it's a learned habit, then we can unlearn it. We can unlearn it by practicing not worrying and instead bringing our prayers and requests to our Heavenly Father. It's good news this morning. So in our reading in verse 34, Jesus says, Therefore, do not worry. Do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough worries of its own. And I think this is the key insight for us this morning. In order to relieve stress and worry in our lives, live one day at a time. Live one day at a time. I know what you're thinking, easier said than done, and I know it's true. But living one day at a time, placing our future in God's hands, frees us from much of the anxiety in our life. The secret is about finding satisfaction. Philippians 4.19, And my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Not some of my needs, not just my spiritual needs, no, all of my needs. When I buy an insurance policy, I read through it to find out all that's covered. Actually, I get Carlos to read through it. And he reads and tells me, yeah, we're all covered, we can go on holiday, it's all covered, whatever it is. The insurance policy 
Carlos reads the detail. Thank you very much. Because I know what's covered, I don't worry. It's covered, so I don't need to worry about it. The Bible is God's insurance policy. The Bible has over 6,000 promises to us as his children, which we can claim. Now, some of these promises are, if you do this, I will do this. It's not just promises free of any attachment, but there are so many promises in the Word of God. And it's like God's insurance policy. Many of us need to be looking at and living in the Word of God to give us confidence to move forward. As you read the policy manual, find out what God has guaranteed to do in your life. Once we know those guarantees, we don't need to worry. So do not start worrying. Where will my food come from or my drink or my clothes? Your heavenly Father knows you need all these things. Instead, Be concerned about everything else with God's kingdom and he will provide all these other things. The passage is reminding us that when we put God first, he will take care of our needs. When we place God in the center of our lives, everything else will be taken care of. A couple of stories. There was two women who co-owned and operated a seaside inn. They were getting ready for a busy summer season and were faced with a dilemma. Not enough help in the kitchen. They desperately needed a pastry chef and a dishwasher. One of the two women prayed, asking God for help. She said, Lord, I haven't the least idea where to find help. This hotel is your business as well as mine. Please lead me to a dishwasher and a pastry chef. Amen. She then went to her car, got in her car, and her partner asked her what she was up to. She said, I don't know, but somehow God will show me. She headed downtown and spotted two men by a bus stop. On the spur of the moment, she pulled along to the bus stop and wound down the window. And she said, I'm just wondering, by any chance, are either of you two looking for work? The two men said that they were indeed looking for work. She said, "Um, I run a hotel on the beach and need some extra help. They said, we've been looking around this town for work for a few days now, and we're standing at the bus stop because we haven't found anything, and we're going to go and try in the next place. What can you do? The woman asked. Sam here, he's a first-rate pastry chef, and I'm a, I'm a dishwasher. Climb in, said the woman. The two men stayed the entire summer season and provided and proved to be the best help that inn had had for years. For that little seaside inn, a pastry cook and a dishwasher was their daily bread that they needed. There was a man in Dallas, in Texas, And he heard about a family in need. He began to pray, asking God to provide for these needy people. His compassion, his heart went out to them. And as he was praying, asking God to intervene and do something to help, he just knew by the Holy Spirit. He said, never mind, Lord, I'll take care of this myself. 
Along with generosity comes contentment. Some people are never satisfied with what they have. But Paul states in Philippians that he had learned how to get along happily, whether he had much or little. He said, I know how to live on almost nothing and with abundance. I've learned the secret of living in every situation, whether with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little. For I can do everything with the help of Christ who gives me the strength I need. We also hear Paul telling Timothy, if I have food and clothing, let us be content with that. So this morning, what are you worried about? Are you worried about friends or family who are in trouble? Are you worried about exams, about employment, about relationships, about finance, about your health, about the future, about the present, about the past? Are you worried about peer pressure? Are you worried about deadlines? Are you worried about what might go wrong? The what if? What is it that you are worried about today? Because whatever it is, however large and however small, your heavenly Father is longing to hear about your concerns. Why should we give our worries to God? One, because he cares for us. Two, because the cross of Jesus assures us of his amazing love for us. And three, because God is worthy of our trust. He's not going to let us down from the big areas of our lives down to the smallest aspect of our daily routine. God is able to take care of every single aspect of our life and yet we still continue to trust ourselves more than we trust him. So let's decide this, this morning to cast our cares upon the Lord just by telling him what's going on, what you feel, what you fear, what's consuming your thoughts. Just tell him, what is that worry? What are we afraid of? What is upsetting us? Strangely, though we as followers of Jesus say we believe in prayer and we commend it to others, and often we intend to tell God Often we don't. We tell our friends and our family and our colleagues and we talk about it with other people, but we don't remember to tell God. We just never quite get round to it. We do not talk over situations with him. And it would make such a great difference if we did. It's such a relief to pour out our cares and our worries to somebody who's bigger and greater, somebody who's powerful, somebody who's outside our situation. God is all those things. And although circumstance may not change, when we pray so often, the panic is taken out as the peace descends. Nothing is too great or too small. As I was thinking about talking to you today, I was like, oh my goodness, there's no way I can do this because I'm worried about lots of things. I think I'm not a worrier, I'm a planner. That's how I get around this one. I'm a planner, and so as long as I've got plans in place, then it's all good. I don't need to worry. But the reality is I've got lots of things that I'm worried about. I'm worried about my husband's back because he's just had this surgery and he's in a lot of pain. And I'm worried about my children. And I'm worried about their 
health and well-being. I'm worried about their walk with Jesus. I'm worried about the future. I'm worried about leaving St. Saviour's and where we're going to go and how God's going to lead us and what if I get it wrong. I'm worried about change. I'm worried about resource. I'm worried about lots of things. But I do live in daily communion with a heavenly father to whom I give my worries to. And my worries haven't, as I've just listed off, just some of them, my worries haven't disappeared. But I do know this peace that passes understanding. I do know that it won't be easy, but it will be all right. I do know that ahead, there'll be really good things and really challenging things. But I know that Jesus is not leaving my sight. He has proved it over all the ups and downs that have come before, that he's not going anywhere. And that even when I do get it wrong, when I make bad decisions, when I make mistakes, even then, his love is faithful. His promise is secure. There is nothing I can do to separate myself from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. So this morning, we want to together have a bit of space to cast our cares upon Jesus. And I guarantee you, if you are not used to this, if you can get this into a daily rhythm of casting your cares upon the Lord, I guarantee you that it will make a difference in your life. It's not positive thinking and it's not burying my head in the sand. But my God, my Father cares for you and for me. It doesn't mean I'll live in the bubble of blessing. But it means that his peace that passes understanding can descend into my heart and my mind. Do you want that peace today? Do you want to live without continual worry? Because when the worries come, you can cast them onto your heavenly father. We're going to take a few moments now to do that. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. So do not worry. Do not worry about tomorrow because tomorrow has enough worries of itself. We're going to take a moment to be still. Uh, band, do you want to come up? We're just going to be still and give you a chance to pray. Whatever it is that's come up as I've been talking, whatever you're holding on to, bring it to your heavenly Father. If you feel like there is no way I can let go of this worry, it is my worry and I'm holding on to it, then maybe you need somebody to pray with you this morning. The prayer team, they are over in the prayer corner. Head there straight away. They would love to pray with you. And it might be just as that we wait and pray. You might want to just open your hands upon your lap and as a sign that you are releasing to God your worries and your concerns and that you're trusting him with the outcome. Let's be still and let us pray. Heavenly Father, we bring before you our worries, our anxiety, our stress. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you love us that you are our good and perfect Father. 
And Lord, we don't want to live lives consumed by worry. And we know that you want good things for us and you don't want us to live lives consumed by worry. And we thank you that you don't just say that without an answer, but that you provide us with a means to cast our cares upon you. And so now in prayer, we cast our cares upon you. We throw all our anxieties at your feet. And we thank you that you are big enough and strong enough and powerful enough and loving enough to take each of our anxieties, each of our worries. And Lord, we pray that you'd help us to hear your voice, get your perspective on our concerns and our worries. We pray even in these moments now that you would lift that sense of weight of the worries that we carry because we have cast our cares upon you. And we pray, Lord Jesus, that by the power of the Holy Spirit in the days and weeks ahead, that you would prompt us and prompt us and prompt us again and again to daily cast our cares upon you for you care for us. Holy Spirit, come. Move amongst us, we pray.